Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends? My name is Emily Lane. I'm an actress, writer, singer, codependent, returnee from rock bottom and a gratefully recovering addict. And this is the podcast where we aim to rid the shame, the highs and lows and deadly blows that ultimately led us to the lessons we never knew we needed to learn, but are so grateful that we did. Holy smokes, I don't even know how to introduce this episode. I think it is the funniest thing that we have released to date. Today, we have comedian and co-host of Trusty Hogs podcast, Helen Bauer. She is just so brilliantly wild and hilarious and touching and everything we are discussing just feels so present Food and weight management is such a hot button topic. There is so much shame around it, so many rules, and it is such an individual thing, an individual journey and finding a healthy relationship with food when it's been either your worst enemy or biggest comfort is really, really difficult. How does it exist for you in a normal fashion when you're not diving between this love-hate toxic thing? Because we all know that that is destructive as fuck and not sustainable. (laughs) And is it possible to find a healthy balance when you haven't fixed your relationship with your mother? Asks Helen. This is the main question. So we are discussing all of this and so, so, so much more today. It is the... 7th of February 2023 because it actually fucking is today we've got to look into what's happening right now well in the here and now it is a 7th we are recording this on the 7th of February 2023 it is a Tuesday it's about three o'clock we're in my house yeah my cat is around here somewhere yeah and Helen why do you think you've got no friends (laughs) number one I do have loads of friends And I will say, when I was asked to do this podcast, the email is worded incredibly cruelly. And I do think that's something as a team you should look into. Like, the email comes through. Um, uh, this podcast called, Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends? We think Helen will be perfect. And it's such an attack. But we'll leave that to the side for the sake of friendship, because today we are living in the moment. Um I think I have lots of friends, but for for your needs, your desperate, pathetic needs to have losers on, which isn't me, because I'm a babe, I have no friends because at the moment, I I, I am so sure that no one has a good relationship with their mother. No one. 
if anyone says they do, it makes me rage. Yeah. And coinciding with that, I refuse to do anything to work on myself Mm -hmm. in any way Mm -hmm. or any help or make myself better for anything I'm struggling with until I fix my relationship with my mother, which I don't think can be done. (laughs) But I genuinely believe that's the only thing I need to do at the moment. Right. Okay. Um, Apart from that, I'm thriving 247. (laughs) I do need that to be known. Okay. Why do you think you've got no friends? Why do what? Well, so the reason we ask why do you think you've got no friends Mm. is because it symbolizes a moment that was in some way fucking horrible. Yeah, right now. (laughs) So for me, my, my, it's called Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends? Mm -hmm. Because the last like thing I had with a man, Mm -hmm. one of the final things he said to me, you know who you fucking are. He said, he said, why do you think you've got no friends, you useless twat? And so I, (laughs) I have taken that moment because that was my moment of going full full plummet foot on the accelerator into a brick wall i am done i'm out i'm yeah well um, lean in 100 yeah le- i was like in. and you know what i was like i'm gonna go out and ball of fucking flames and i did and then i came back that so much. thank you i really did not go down easy it was like taking down a bull <laughs> <laughs> an awful thing to say to someone but then why do you think thank you, you should say it to other people but so it's it's more like it's more of a metaphor of going okay. what is your because that was the moment for me mm. that was my like rock bottom so mm. that it's more of like a a more of an open question of going yeah. what is it what what is it that's that's just a bit of shit so I hit a bottom this is why I couldn't pick a date for you apart mm. from today because I hit a bottom like every like three weeks yeah yeah sometimes yeah. weekly like and to the point because I genuinely. I'm like, I do nothing actively mm. to take care of my mental health apart from therapy or to like work on like, I'm such a binge eater, like compulsive overeating, like right. I comfort with food a hundred, like all the time. I fucking love it. Okay. Um, and then I'll do nothing to help with that because I love leaning into a disaster. Yeah. But I'm also really thick and <laughs> very confident. So I genuinely believe each time I have like a really miserable day where I can't get out of bed or I'm just ordering takeaway and just like eating past like a pain barrier because I believe it will be better once I finish it Mm, mm. I will genuinely believe but it'll be different when it turns midnight like I genuinely believe that yeah so it's like I refresh you know people like oh my god it's the beginning of the year it's new year new me Mm. every Monday every midnight I'm like well I'm starting again yeah 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 where I freaking go 100 percent 100 it's insane the lack of proof but my confidence in myself yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, it's just waiting for that starting bullet. You're like, you're still there at the start of the 100 meters being like, cool, I'll just wait here. And when, when he fires that gun, fuck me, I'm going to win this race and get that Olympic yeah, goal. Because you're always but, searching for that bottom that will make you start yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you're like, you're pushing it. Because so, there's only so many dominoes you can physically fit in your body. Yeah, well, I, I keep, what I keep saying to people, a lot of people who ask me about like addiction and what it's like to hit bottom and there's like a lot of people when they go when they find out I'm sort of you know in the fellowship and you know I don't drink I'm sober and Mm -hmm. they go um and they go they get they get very worried that they're also an addict and so they ask a lot of questions about like if I do this like does this mean I'm an addict and they get they get really really worried that's annoying (laughs) I keep being like I'm sure you're fine take Mm -hmm. the coke and rock on you're all right (laughs) like it's just that I have a physical bodily allergy where I turn into a fucking fruitcake and I can't (laughs) I can't do it. I often say to people who really do have a problem with it, I'm like, how many times are you going to roll this dice till you get to the point when everything goes to shit? Because that's what happened to Mm -hmm. me. And I'm like, you need to, 
get out of Dodge before that happens. Mm-hmm. But I relate so much to this feeling of going, okay, yeah, as of midnight, it's fine. And everything that came before doesn't matter, doesn't yeah, exist. Because I can fix it. Yeah. Like, it's not like I get into a despair cycle that I can't imagine a better future. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been, like, super depressed before, but never not been able to plan something and yeah. look forward to something but I always do it with caveats and bargaining that like but when I do that yes I'll be so different yeah so at the moment this is so stupid and probably really toxic I've got loads of like long-haul fights coming up <laughs> but at the beginning of this year I went to Disney World because I was trying to give myself the childhood I never had fuck yeah um, it was life-changing <laughs> and I was and but when I was flying out there I have like I'm the biggest girl I've ever been and I was like putting on the seatbelt and I was like motherfucker that's tight that is that is a tight like like if we crash my body will still be in the chair like I'll be identified but it didn't feel good right because you don't want to be the big girl struggling because then I was thinking the whole way around Disney I was like oh god because I'm just like I'm just eating everything and I'm like I can't go on the plane on the way back you can I have since Googled it. You can ask for a seatbelt extender. But um, I was like, this is so stressful. But I've got like a couple more like flights coming up like very soon because I believe the environment is fine and it's all made up of people's warm minds. So like use plastic straws and live your dreams Um, because people are mental. And the earth is flat. I want that out there. No, cut all of that. (laughs) And this is the worst thing. Your producers like were like, do you want a coffee? And I went decaf so I can be calm. (laughs) And I've already denied the environmental impact. This is horrendous. But please please focus. And Tom Hanks is dead. (laughs) No. No, that's, no, he's not. That, that's his theory. That Tom Tom Hanks is dead. Got killed by the go in Guantanamo Bay, and when he was at Biden's and Oracle thing, they were being like, "No, it's a hologram, guys. He's not there." People are fucking mental. Stop it. <laughs> do you reckon Tom Hanks' brother Jim is just like doing all the voice work he needs to do? Because that's um that's what happens. Like all of the Woody toys from Toy Story, they're all voiced by Tom Hanks' brother because he was too busy to do it. Shut up. No fucking joke. Oh my God, that is so like mine and Jamie's relationship. Like You do. As in my Jamie's brother. Jamie's, <laughs> Jamie's, Jamie's, Jamie's too busy to do anything. So they'll go, we'll get that mysterious brunette that's sometimes hanging around with them. That's got to feel good. That's got to feel I real said, special. I remember getting up and doing a gig once and being like, <laughs> being like hi, my name's Emily. You best know me as Jamie Lang's sister. <laughs> you might you might know me from such places as the background of Strictly Come Down. Oh, no. <laughs> and someone went, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blake. Well, no wonder you fucking have to go to rehab. Like, well, stop. Like, that's going to fuck with your mind, isn't it? I touch drugs. Oh. Jesus Christ. The best. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, we're veering, so I'll talk it. But, like, I think you'll find this so funny. And I've told this story in the podcast before. But um, okay. there was one. So when I was in when I was in rehab, yeah. there was something called equine therapy, which I... In equine therapy and rehab, do you just... Do you groom the horse? Basically, yeah. You go into a ring and you, like, have to touch the horse and then you talk about what's going on. And I was in the ring for the first <laughs> time with these two Shetland ponies. One was a boy, one was a girl. And the therapist went, Emily, talk about your relationship with your brothers and I literally got two words in and then the boy Shetland bit the girl <laughs> and they were like <gasps> but then then they also went talk about <laughs> this is the best bit they went talk about your relationship with men and I got three words in and then the boy Shetland came up and bit me on the fanny <laughs> right. that's the film <laughs> that's the opening sequence to a film yes. 
It almost feels like a Disney Channel exclusive, like camp rock style sort of a film. Would you be willing to make it into a musical? One thousand. With Zac Efron. I'm going to Oh my gosh, Ashley Tisdale's making a comeback. <laughs> Sharpe Evans is a Shetland pony. Starring Sharpe Evans. Starring Sharpe Evans That's on the Welsh Mountain. Equine therapy. Yeah, it was It was a bit of bag of dicks. It was, I mean, like, it was It was sort of wow. fun, but a lot of it, I was like, <laughs> guys, this is bullshit. Um, oh my God. Like you're doing really well now, though. Oh, thank God. It was because of that equine therapy. <laughs> Can I ask a personal question? Of course, you ask me anything. Um, what does it feel like getting bitten on the fanny by a Shetland pony? <laughs> it, was, it was not the worst Wednesday night I've ever had. Was it, like the fat on the outside of it or like yeah, it on like, the clip? No, it wasn't. It was like above the, it was like the pushy bit right above. Oh, like PB area? Yeah, oh, fun. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want like, you know, imagine they're being clear that like tongue went straight in you. <laughs> for the viewers, for the viewers, for the listeners, we're making hand gestures and sticking. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, no, Emily is. I would never. I would never. No, I would never. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, get, get um, me right so on basically planet. I'm just struggling with my weight a lot at the moment. But like um, <laughs> sorry, no, we'll get back So to I was like on this flight and I was like, oh fucking hell, that's tiny. I was looking at my friend and she's like tiny. Mm. And then the whole time we were at Disney World, like some of the rides, like the bar comes down mm. for the two of you and he's like <laughs> five foot two and petite so she was like gonna fall out of every roller coaster was she like wrapped together. around the bar like a slot yeah that's my arm over her because it was like a mile away from her so then um and then I got an opportunity so I'm gonna go to New York in a couple of weeks amazing but the call came through and I was like well I better be thin for then yeah. I don't want to struggle on the flight. Yeah. And it's like, that's literally two weeks to lose like a but, but, but then don't you go, then you get to like the day before the flight and you're like, oh, I should probably diet today. So like, oh yeah. And I genuinely believe it'll happen. Yeah, I genuinely yeah, believe it'll be different. So basically I went to the shop and bought loads of, well, my version of healthy food or like whatever healthy is. Yeah. And then immediately was like, oh, well, it doesn't go off for four days. So just went take away mad. And now I've got all this rotting healthy like, food. You got to day four and you're like, yeah, there's chia seeds now. <laughs> Wait, no. See, chia seeds for me is like, that step too far. Like, my nod to healthy food is like, instead of buying five bagels I'll buy one so then the next day I have to walk because I'm like medically addicted to bread and it's not diagnosed but yet I I know I am one of my favorite things that you said in your stand-up was like you go to the kebab shop get one kebab and eat it on your way to the second yeah. kebab oh, shop oh this is the thing I don't want to promote binge eating but if anyone wants any tips oh. I'm incredible I've been oh, secret man. eating since I was like eight like, I've got so many tips. How does that, like, the secret eating, because I've done secret drinking a lot. Hot, hot. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. pretty sexy. I was before, in the days before I went to rehab, when I was just, oh, I, 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 was, I wasn't even a human. I was like, I, I want to describe it a bit like Gollum in Lord of the Rings. Like, it, it was horrendous. It was oh, like, oh, nice. no, not nice not at all. Nice. But I was like creeping, my mum doesn't know this until now. Um, <laughs> I was like Hi, creeping down the stairs yeah. and getting, there's a key to the wine cellar make it relatable <laughs> oh yeah the wine, the wine cellar, cellar yeah. at my mom's house I was getting this key open the door and then like drinking drinking the wine and then hiding bottles and then like sneaking back upstairs and it was yeah. only my stepdad in the house and he is he is like clinically deaf so I don't know why I was why you were sneaking why I was sneaking it was more it's part of the art form of secret doing anything mm -hmm. like 
trying to like get away with something you want to like commit to the bit entirely so much drama so much drama. so my secret eating is good but i was given too much of a good opportunity to do it mm. so the school i went to finished at 2 30 which is earlier than like anyone else's school yeah so my parents were out of work my siblings were still at their schools i was like the only one at school in town right. where i could walk to it and walk back home mm-hmm. so i had like two and a half hours of pure binging but this goes by confidence i would be like i'd go through the loaf of bread mm. every single day and the next day my mum would just buy a new loaf of bread and i was like you're not curious yeah yeah <laughs> I know. To... this is a cry for help <laughs> how this has happened and then i would be really good at like knowing the times that people would do stuff because my dad's autistic my sister's autistic right so they're like both like super routine yeah so like i knew exactly like he'd every single night he watches two episodes of family guy Amazing. goes to the bath with a mug of wine and then goes bed <laughs> like w- like without fail is it always in a mug like yeah i don't i you know what let Michael have whatever he wants. You know what? No <laughs> He's judgment. My little prince. <laughs> no judgment. I've drunk vodka out of like basically a fucking moon cup in the bars. <laughs> That's <laughs> nice. That's a classy little amount. <laughs> this is perfect. Shot. Also, surely that sterilizes the cup, so whack it straight back in. No drama. <laughs> Alcohol sterile. Alcohol sterile. Whack it in. Also, you get more drunk if it goes up the back end. Probably. I've heard this. Was this something you did during your demonic days? <laughs> no. No, you need I never got that far. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no way. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be mental. There's too much stuff up there um, already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shetland pony tongue. Um, yeah, it doesn't leave much room for anything else. Depends on your cave, though. Everyone's different. Uh, yeah, um, enough room to swing a cane. But I, um, yeah, my secret eating, I still do it now, mm. even though my housemate is like, I can smell the pizza. Right. But I'll be like, oh, he's gone for five days. So I'll like eat whatever I want and then make sure I've got it in the bin outside under something else. Right. So almost like it hasn't actually happened. And is it because you, are, is, is he worried about it? Is it something that he acknowledges quite a lot? Does no, he, no, right. he couldn't give a fuck about me like i think it's me it's like a learnt behavior that like i it's i think of it as su- i can't not do it mm. but i think of it it makes me feel so disgusting right and so unlovable and so gross yeah that i think if anyone else saw it yeah. they'd think that of me which mm. is so weird because i'm more than happy to talk about it with yeah you. yeah but if we went and got food now i'd be like no i'm not hungry i'm not hungry really? so i That's hate so eating like full meals in front of people yeah but i i have a similar thing but but then i can talk about it mm. very freely mm. and it's like but i can't I can't do anything about it until I've worked on my relationship with my mother. Because I believe it all stems thing. from that. Yeah, yeah. Despite the fact she, like, obviously did not teach me how to binge or restrict. Yeah. But, like, the vibe. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's like, it's these things come from very, very strange places mm. and, like, these sort of tangled mess of things that you have to, and that's why it's so difficult to go back to the root of going, like, why the fuck does this habit come from? Yeah. Because it's such a tangled mess of shit. Yes. And it can come from something tiny. It just so happens that the cortisol will hit your brain at that moment and be like, great, you're stuck with this what for life. What is the cortisol now? It's basically, it's like the anxiety, like, um, or, like, I don't know how best to explain it. I'll put it in the bio. Okay. It's sort of, it's when, like... It's like it's like wiring your brain a little bit and like oh like adrenaline like, no. sort of like <laughs> but it's kind of what informs you oh yeah so it's like the learned behavior yes, of like yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I can't do that but I could do this but like what I'm doing actively like damaging myself yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. feel myself like not so much about like how you look on the outside weight wise but like your energy levels but it's more like 
the effect of how it makes me think about myself. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, I God, I, I'm really struggling with, like, how I feel about myself and, like, yeah. really low self-esteem and feel disgusting, which yeah. then makes me feel super unlovable because I don't feel like I know how to be loved. So, oh, God, I would like to have a partner, but I can't date because I need to figure out this. Right, But yeah. I can't do that until I have a relationship with my mum that's good. Yeah. But I also inherently believe that no one ever has a good relationship with their mum, apart from a couple of, like, cis straight guys, but their relationships are genuinely frightening. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, They're fucking psychopaths at the same it's, time so creepy it's when they're like weird. oh that's my little prince it's like is it no, no and that's is like, it because I know he doesn't use a condom what <laughs> and I know she asked so I don't know where this is coming from do you know what I mean do you know what do like, you know what I mean it's those 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 boys yeah. boys those are the ones that are the narcissists who are who are created by their mothers <laughs> I think that's a whole thing um but yeah I I I I, I, I genuinely I, I believe you but I'm lot. telling you all of this because I sort of from listening to the podcast, mm. I thought maybe you could fix it. Well, have you ever approached your mum to talk about this stuff? Yes. You have. Yes. And what's her reaction been? We've really struggled to catch each other. Okay. At the same time, we're both up for going into something. That's that's what's difficult because when one person isn't ready, mm. you cannot have that connection. And that was me. I was the one that wasn't ready for ages. Like right. She wanted us to do therapy together mm, when mm. I was very young right and then that's like, quite intense though when, when the, yeah and also like it was not very young but, like when I was a teenager and I was just like I still felt like it was important that I was doing it and mm. it still felt like a a thing that was like genuinely like I couldn't not have it like yeah it wasn't, I was actively trying to get rid of if anything I was trying to get better at it yeah yeah, yeah 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 and then now I really want to do it this is the worst thing. I mm. think she wants to do it as well. Mm. But I sort of feel like I need to let go of some stuff. Right. R- regarding my childhood. Yes. To be able to move forward. But part of me is worried that I'm dragging that out because I don't want to fix this thing that's been there but that's, as a constant. That's so understandable for so many reasons. One, because if you have, if there have been turbulent things and we do become very addicted to chaos and peace feels like a very, very scary thing to do and it feels like it, like it, that can't exist. Yeah, like going on a walk in the woods and people are like, that'll make you feel better. Yeah. And I'm like... And you're like, no, it fucking it won't. won't. No, I'll feel like dog shit and I'll step in some crap and I'll probably get murdered yeah. and that'll be your fault. Also, there's no proof there aren't bears in the UK. None. Everyone writes about those bears in America, but no one's writing articles about no bears in the UK. And I'm not mad. I want the But where's Winnie the Pooh set? (laughs) Think it through. Look at the evidence, guys. I'm not getting fucked It's similarly with with eating disorders, and it's one. Mm. It's something that I bring up quite a lot. That um, with, oh, you eat you eating disorder too? Oh yeah, oh bit of fun, <laughs> big time. Um, but I did it in the opposite way. That I was like, no food. Oh no. yeah, 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 yeah. And in my head, uh, when I was in that place, putting on weight was like the worst thing that could happen to yeah. me. And so when people were like going, we need to go to eating disorder therapy, et cetera, et cetera, I was like, fuck no, because I'm going to get better and then I'm mm. going to I'm gonna put my... And that couldn't equal happiness to me at yeah. all. And then suddenly when I started to unpack everything that happened, my image of happiness and the positions I wanted to put myself in became so very, very different. And it was like becoming a different person. Mm. So it's almost just untangling those things to, to begin with and are you in therapy at all i do therapy mm. weekly and we're sort of like and she's amazing and Great. we're really detangling this and i think she is the person that sort of like gave me the courage to put down a couple of boundaries because nice. i'm incredibly sad around stuff like it's not that i'm trying to remove myself from her like mm. i want us to have a really good relationship just mm. circumstantially like we've just sort of like it's been quite tricky 
And um, we both want a good relationship. Like both of us are actively trying to make it happen. It just, mm, mm. There's some blocks mentally. And she sort of like helped me. Like I spent Christmas by myself this year. Oh. It just wasn't happening. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. The reality of it is actually, I don't want to be someone who's like, spend Christmas by yourself. It's actually amazing. Like it is, it's a tricky day. It's like yeah. really tricky. And it is tricky alone. So only do it if you really have to, which yeah. I think I did have to last year. Like it was just not an option yeah but yeah putting boundaries doing therapy I did consider OA once I was gonna say like have you have you have you been to any any kind no, of no but I, I only considered it properly I was living in Germany mm. and I thought oh German OA would be great mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um because I'd feel like there's more it's not my first language so maybe it'd be a bit more anonymous yeah yeah fair um, enough yeah I never did it. I never did it. I do really suggest it. Like, yeah. as someone who is in the fellowship and the way that it's altered my life, and I don't want to get off. The fellowship is really quickly. So, the fellowship goes. Off the roof. No one's listening. It's okay. Is it like Scientology? <laughs> it's a cult. Oh, sick. <laughs> I yeah. should also just segue back here for anyone who's thinking of joining the fellowship. It's definitely not a cult. <laughs> it's oh, okay. yeah, no, it's not. What is, what is it? <laughs> so, it's like the fellowship is um, like AA, um, okay. CODA. S-L-A-A. It's like it's like any of those anonymous. Children of deaf adults. Is that what co- that's what CODA stands for? What's CODA? Codependence Anonymous. Okay. Children of <laughs> deaf adults. CODA. I thought you were referring to co- like you know that film that just won yeah, the Oscars. Sorry. Yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What's great about you is when you laugh, you've got a great rough. Yes. <laughs> <It's> incredible. <laughs> We hope the mic picks it up. You lean back, but it's adorable. <laughs> okay, so um, okay. codependent. Oh my god. Okay, so there's there's all these fellowships, and I'm in I'm in AA, and I okay. I know that that there is anonymous in the second name, and I don't know if I should be spreading it about, but I do also want to be like it is fucking amazing. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever done? No, you wouldn't have gone to AA. OA. I have been to um, ABA, which is Anorexic Bulimics Anonymous. Mm. There's an, there's an anonymous for fucking everything. I think it is quite interesting mm. that your instinct when you do go on these binges is to hide it, not yes. only from me, but also from yourself. Yeah. So it doesn't, so you don't have to acknowledge it and yeah. therefore you don't have to. I often say that when we start to look at our shit, it's like, and this is the analogy I always use. It's like, you know, when you turn your camera on, it's accidentally on selfie mode and mm. you look like a fucking thumb. Not me, but maybe <laughs> Yeah. I don't have that experience. Okay, I've not had that experience. <laughs> but that's like, poor that's you. Like, that's like a you Poor thing. you. I'll try and find something else. <laughs> that must you... be hard. No, I know. Yeah, no, I've I've opened a camera on my face before. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call it humbling. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, oh, fucking hell. Is that what I look like? And then when you start to acknowledge this shit, you have to then like print it out and stick it on your walls. So every morning you get up, you're like, oh, God, I'm, I'm I so gross. Part of me feels I should do that with my delivery receipts. That's actually a very good idea. If I made a collage out of them. And do you know what? At the end, you'd have a lovely piece of art. <laughs> you yeah. Sell that on Etsy. People oh will go mad God. for it. Yeah, just my address. And it's like, I can't have two kebabs on the same day. And I'll be like, technically it was past midnight, so it's the next day. And I wasn't going to have breakfast when I woke up, so it was going to be fine. Did you have breakfast? Yes! You should write that on the back. Why? Because it was past midnight, so the day was already ruined. <laughs> <laughs> I've already fucked it. I'm not. not worth it. And then I'll start questioning why I don't think I've got any self-respect or think I'm worthy of love. Yeah. And it's like, well, because you... And then my therapist was like talking about like, just just question it when you're going for food. Yeah. Like it doesn't say you can't have it, but question it. Like, it is about the pause. Why do you want it? Mm. And then the sad thing was, 
I did it mm. and I was like, because what's the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yes, the yes. point in not having it? Yes. And that was like even more upsetting yeah. than not questioning it because then it's like, oh, because I just don't think I deserve yeah. to feel happy and healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. That is bang And on. it's like, oh, that's so frustrating. That's so sad. And then come all the tears. Yeah. So the thing, this is why the cycle. Mm. So I want to be able to respect myself. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. enough to when I question a binge Mm. to go like no you don't actually want that that won't make you feel good it won't feel nice and you'll feel isolated and horrible but how do I get that cycle because and there is I think there is so much about just taking the pause because as people who are slightly addicted to chaos and addicted to self-destructive behavior we just go like bang on right into the brick wall we know Mm. the outcome the outcome is very very familiar and it feels like you're like oh hello old friend I know what I'm gonna feel every time I took a shot of vodka I was like I will get the exact same outcome vodka was my best mate never fucking once let me down not once but it was also destroying my liver yeah and so it is just going whoa hold on a second it doesn't mean that I'm not going to take the shot Mm. but going uh, let me just stop for 30 seconds and go why do I want this project myself forward after I take the shot how am I going to feel and just like going okay and what I find really useful is to just put something else in place to substitute so I did that with fags but I smoked 20 a day so. Mm. so now I fag binge fag binge yeah. Like, sort of like. And then you find yourself with a whole other addiction that you're like, oh, fucking, I have to yeah. deal with this Well, now. yeah, the fags one has been a long time as well, but not as long as binge eating. Um, Do you want to hear something horrendous? Yeah, always. <laughs> um, one of my friends once, sometimes when I'm really hungry and don't think I can stop, I just have a peppermint tea. That makes me want to throw up. You know, when you're just sort of like, well, no wonder we don't have fucking equal pay as well. <laughs> people like you wandering around. Like, I don't think you deserve equal pay. I'm not going to get it because. I'm on a fucking thing. You're shit. a fucking moron. You, you're a fucking moron. You. You're holding all of us back. I relate. You are giving us a bad name with your peppermint fucking tea. The idea, if someone goes to me, do you want a herbal tea after? And I'd be like, what? Go, I will call the police. This is ridiculous. Don't. Um, I think. But don't get me wrong, I tried it. Yeah, yeah. try it. Well, you bloody try it. It might be the secret. (laughs) And he has a way, man. Oh, shit. This is is what's been missing my entire life. It's always such a specific thing because you've got to apply your rules to yourself and find the things that work for you. I say this like on TikTok when stuff comes up, being like, do these five things and your life will change. And then you do them and you're like, oh, what are they? What are they? Yeah, exactly. They're not anything. Oh, oh. Because I'll I'll try and do them and I'll feel exactly the same. But um, I think for so long, I mean, until literally my why do you think you've got no friends moment, 31st of December, 2021, I loathed myself in such a way that I was like, this is why I was just destroying my body with alcohol and drugs and yeah. self-harm because I was like, I'm a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I was acting out. I was like, unintentionally, I'm never... One thing I'll say about myself is I've never, ever been a malicious person. I'm I've kind, kind, kind to my core, but I have behaved in such selfish ways that have hurt other people, unintentionally hurting mm-hmm. people. And that's been really fucking painful. But why I was doing that was because I was so full of self-loathing mm-hmm. that I was like, I'm going to destroy 
everything because what's the fucking point? What's the point? What is the point? And if someone says you're a piece of shit and being like, yeah, fucking am. Watch me die. Like it's mm-hmm. just cover yourself in gasoline and light a match. It's horrendous. And it was only, it was really only when I got sober, I think, and that's, that's changed my life to be able to go, I'm taking care of myself and mm. being so aware of my choices. I think that's the thing of being aware of the choices and yeah. going, this is a good choice for me and take, and it's literally like, it's like nibbles of self-worth. Yeah. And then it gently becomes into like this, this mouthful and this handful. And suddenly it becomes natural when you're going, I'm going to make these choices because they're good for me. Mm. And it's not about being selfish. It's also about it being good for other people and earning mm. their trust again. And I've found for the more that you build this self-love and this glow of like kindness and respect, the more people come towards you and the more like opportunities come and the more you just kind of create this this environment that people want to be in. I think it's so important to say that, Mm. that whole like, because I believe it, what you're saying. Mm. I can't get to it, Mm. but I believe Mm. like if I could find the self-respect and love for myself, Mm. it benefits everyone. Like I don't need to be horrible to myself to then be kind to others. Like you can just be kind all around. But like, I think there's such a thing. I don't know if it happens so much in acting, but in comedy where it's like, oh, maybe because I'm broken, that's why I'm funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's so common for like, I know I put off going to therapy for a while because Mm. I was like, I was new, but I was like, the only reason this is working Mm. is because I'm so miserable and I'm really struggling. But that's the same with with acting for a long time. I was like, I can cry on cue. And I was Mm -hmm. like, because I have such bad depression, I am, my God, I go into that audition and they're like, holy shit, that was amazing. I'm like, that was just real because I'm I'm in a bad place. I'm looking into my eyes and see the help I'm asking for right now. Like, so I was similar of going, I don't, and it's the same way with eating disorders. I was like, I don't want to get better because this is, mm-hmm. this is really helping me in this way. See, I had that when right. I used to purge, but then I got rid of the purging mm. and now I'm just overeating. It's like, this is not in uh-huh, any yeah. way yeah. helpful, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I used to binge and purge as well. Did you? Yeah, big time. Fun! I know, right? Okay, well, I want to talk about more about your relationship with your mum because I had a, I, and she will admit this as well, we had a very, very strange relationship mainly because we grow up with zero boundaries. And so my family don't really understand why we're not all just like an extension of each other and say that works for her. Why doesn't it work for you? Why aren't you doing the things that I do to make myself feel better? And the way that I have fixed, I wouldn't say fixed, but I'm working on my relationship with my mum is seeing her as human and seeing her for her horrible generational trauma that she has and the shit that she's yeah, working having through. sympathy and love for that having sympathy and love for that and but also allowing myself to be angry for the things that hurt me yes yeah. so that's what i'm doing at the moment yeah in therapy is like right so much love and sympathy for like what you've gone through and the circumstances mm. But also allowing myself to be angry without guilt. Yes, yeah, that yeah, I yeah. I feel like that things happened as well. Yeah. So I I can feel both things at one time. Mm-hmm. Also, we've worked on like removing the guilt about talking about her. I used yeah. to feel like this awful thing, like there's such a stigma, or at least I've created a stigma in my head, but I do think there is about girls who can't get on with their mums. Yeah. It's like you don't like your mum. Yeah. Like, oh my you God, know, what's, what's wrong, wrong with you? What's wrong with you? My mum's yeah. my best friend. <laughs> Have a peppermint tea, let me go. <laughs> Our relationship, so similar to you, like very liberal style of parenting, like we could do whatever we wanted, very open conversations. Mm. Um, so just chit-chatting away. But just like, I felt when I was younger, 
um, having like an autistic sibling and a brother mm. who was like physically not very well. Right. Um, so there was a lot of like required care for them. Yeah. Um, whereas I was just like, oh, Helen's fine. And you're Helen's the middle child fine. as well, right? Yeah, I'm the middle yeah, child. Yeah, and that, that so is so annoying because I feel like I'm a stereotype. That's all right. We can fall into it. Okay, I just really need some attention and love. Yeah. But then because Helen was fine, Helen's always fine, I just sort of like really like learned to not expect love and just reject it if it was received. 100%. So I can't, unless I'm to love me, but to the point where I've never had a relationship. Like I've never allowed someone to get in and I have fallen in love with guys and like had like things, but if they fancy me, I think they're so awful. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I will only, I will only fall in love with you if I'm so sure you don't fancy me back. Well, it's the like, I mean, that is, that's, it's the Jacqueline Wilson desperate to be a victim. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredibly, incredibly common. I I think I can, I can see why it's not that common because where are all the people that have never had a relationship? Oh, it's talking about the thing of like, I will only fancy you if I'm sure that you don't fancy me. But then how do they get over the thing of like not fancying someone, but still going out with them? I don't know. I don't do that. I can't, I can't do it either. But I think it's very, it's very understandable that you're wary of love if you were in a situation when you were younger where you were given tidbits of love because you were fine. Yeah. And so you were therefore expecting it to be taken away again and yeah. like getting addicted to these small highs uh-huh. of being loved Food. and appreciated. Exactly. And like it's, and therefore now when someone comes towards you with love, you're like, back the fuck off because when are you going to take it away? And that is really, really frightening, really frightening. And I have the same thing that every time someone comes towards me, I'm like, oh, what's, what's your deal? What's your game? What's, mm-hmm. What are you going to do to me? Come on, do mm-hmm. it. Because I've seen enough. Bring it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes for a lot of... But can you actively think that through? Now I can. Okay. I definitely did in the past. Oh my God, I've said this before, but fuck me. In the past, if anyone came to me for relationship advice, I would like do the exact opposite of what I told you to do. Because I was horrendous in like horrendous unbelievably codependent so a coda oh yeah coda. <laughs> so and, and oh, like complete addict like just a mess and like i looking back i'm like god fucking hell what a nightmare when you've been brought up with no consistency uh-uh. of love that's that's going to be so difficult because we can only go with what we've learned mm-hmm. otherwise it's completely uncharted territory so of course you're projecting everything that you felt onto everybody who comes near mm-hmm. you but i'm now untangling this yeah, with 31 year old so it's not just lessons learned from my childhood yeah. i also put this on myself yes, my yeah. entire adult life of course yeah i've done the same thing absolutely yeah which and- is even sadder because you can't just go like oh because it was just circumstantially it was quite difficult when yeah. i was little it's like no i sort of still mm. impose those rules on myself yeah. and pulled myself away from and I think like if you've been in a place where you've been slightly feeling slightly neglected or you know ignored and being like oh she's fine she's doing her thing mm-hmm. you know with a child you 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 can tell you want a child to be able to be run and be free and go mm-hmm. like yeah you yeah you can run but don't run into the road and there needs to be that boundary and that level of love mm-hmm. that goes you are free to do this but here is here is where mm-hmm. it stops. Yeah. And if you don't have that, then you're having to create your entire like emotional existence and where it ends and like on your own. Yeah. And parenting yourself at a very young age. And then you and basically the reason why we're doing this now is because we're having to reparent ourselves. Mm. And that's a fucking nightmare. It's it so is, hard. I don't think I'm a very good parent. I'd be a shit parent. Like right I'm now. not taking care of myself. If, very my, well. if I had a baby now, it'd just come out made of cocaine. Like if I get bored in the shower, I just shave everything off. Like my <laughs> entire family, even though I know I'll get ingrown hairs. Like I could not 
I cannot look ahead to what I'm doing. Like, baby's not checking the bathwater. I'm just getting in. Like, no baby should be having the amount of KFC I am. Um, what is what is it that you were going to discuss about whether you should include it in your stand-up or not? I wanted to, I want, I'm trying to, I went on stage a couple of times recently. Mm. Trying to figure out when to hear and be like, does anyone here have a good relationship with their mum? Mm. And I want to discuss the ideas of guilt mm-hmm. in the mother-daughter relationship. Yeah. As well as setting that boundary. Yeah. But I'm really worried that it comes across I still think people would judge someone yeah. for putting a boundary on a family relationship. I mean, but it's also very relatable. But it's I think those... it's super relatable. But yeah. the amount of people who were like, "Oh yeah, my mum's fine," like whatever, and I'm like, "Are you just saying that for these a conversation?" But that's Even exactly, more... and I think people will be only only reason people will be uncomfortable is because you're going, "Here's the mirror, look at yourself," and they're like, "No, no, no, my mum is my best friend," and they don't won't want to look at it. But I, I don't. Secret. I only want to talk to traumatized people because they're more interesting. Oh, best so i'm just i'm talking about this in stage bit at the moment because it's just sort of mm-hmm. like like you know when you meet someone who's like inherently happy yeah. and you're like oh my gosh shut the fuck up like, like just so but i like someone to have like a really complex trauma ideally because it's just the chat's just going to be they've got better stories better anecdotes absolutely like everything's just better i completely agree with that yeah. i really want i want do you to. have any happy friends in your life like genuinely happy i've got a couple from school bless them just bobbing about no i really i lost so many friends when i had my brain i'm so about to get get some more (laughs) you got a good crew now though oh yeah they're they're the best they're not happy um good do they want to come to a show (laughs) yeah bring along everyone who you know all my traumatized friends i don't trust anybody who hasn't had at least like a little bit of a breakdown i don't trust anyone whose mum's is their best friend i I just but i don't think it's i think it's bad for society like she shouldn't be your best friend she's your mother at this point i want to ask you my favorite question and i'm so excited (laughs) to hear your answer um what are the things about you we've talked about you know the parts of you that you feel i don't know if the shame is the right word but the things that you feel like uncomfortable with but what mm-hmm. are the things about you that you think are just fucking brilliant my tits are great I've yeah got a really good rack yeah i'm a 38 double j which is like really hard to get to when you think about it um <laughs> worked that, really hard that's been pretty amazing and i don't whinge about back pain to people so they're just like <laughs> she's a hero um i think i'm adventurous yeah i think i say yes to things more now than I ever have which I love and it hasn't been like a battle to get there I'm just like right I'm saying more yes to things Mm -hmm. and I think I think I'm a really good daughter just make sure I get home every Christmas no (laughs) (laughs) what do I like about myself not much but I think that's where I'm at at the moment and that's okay that's okay that's why that's why your moment is in this moment today and I think that's why I don't think I'm a good person at the moment I don't feel like a good person. I hear that. I really do hear that. I felt that a lot. Yeah. And many, many times I'm still doing. I'm like, oh my like God. I feel I a bit a like a poo. Person. Yeah, just a bit of a poo. Yeah. Like, oh God, in the worst, and this is totally off topic, but Mickey, my cat, his poos don't flush down the loo. Why is he straight away. in the toilet? <laughs> he was shitting in the bath <laughs> to fill it with two inches of water, so he won't. But I keep... What sort of cat uses the toilet? I keep getting his poos out of the list box and putting them in the loo and trying to flush them they don't flush so when people come around they're like why is she have to shit in the loo <laughs> and does that make you feel pooey yeah I don't want to like send you into a breakdown or anything but that is really pooey so I can see why you'd feel like I'm saying I feel like a poo for no reason because I'm a goddess you feel like a poo because you're leaving poo out everywhere I'm like literally you're literally a poo tangible you're like to bring back a word from the 90s I miss a munter <laughs> oh my oh my god <laughs> 
Um, I hate that we've had to say that to each other, but uh, what a mantra. What, what, oh my God, I haven't. What a glorious noise. Yeah, I is. don't know why mantra went. It's such a good one. There were so many. Like, oh, my friends are such mantras. <laughs> I remember, like, like we used to say a lot, we used to say, that's so off peak. And I was like, <laughs> you're so cool. You're so cool. <laughs> Nate, you dance. You're so trendy. Where right. did you grow up? Are you London, baby? No. Uh, I grew up in the Cotswolds because. Um, oh my God, I've been to the Cotswolds. Well, it's yeah. very pretty. It's very, very fucking very beautiful. Okay, we need to do this moment as well, which I love, which is a new moment. Okay. Um, and we don't really have a name for it at the moment. We're going to come up with a name. That's um, true. But what? Well, thank you, letters. Yeah. So we're doing it. A... <laughs> 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 um, so we're doing a little section called "Thank You Letters," in which. Yeah. We'd like you to shout out some... I hate using the word shout out. It's like you're on kids' TV in 2003. No, don't worry. But like acknowledge someone or something or somewhere. It can be anything. It's something in your life that you want to express gratitude for in this moment. (gasps) Oh my God, I've got so many things to be grateful for. Mm. I do think I'm an inherently lucky person despite all my... Um, Oh, I've got the best friends. Like really good people who I just can... I trust them with everything and I, I hope they trust me with everything. Mm. And I just feel such love and warmth, which is the only thing throughout this really tricky therapy process mm. is like, oh, I can be loved and love people wholly because I do for them. Yeah. And that's been such an anchor. I want to give you a place as well. Yeah. People, oh places and things. You know what? I read a book um, about someone in a really tricky relationship with their mother and she went to Cordoba in Spain and everything made sense. Now uh, I feel like I've got to go there. <laughs> like a pilgrimage. I'd say Disney World at the moment. But yeah. for my birthday this year, I am thinking of going to Salzburg and doing the Sound of Music tour. So I'll say there as well, even though I haven't been yet. Do you want to come? Yes! Oh my fucking God. Who was your favourite Von Trapp? Brigitte. <laughs> Next <laughs> question. Mine was Marta. <laughs> no way! With the pink parasol. Yeah. No, no. My, oh no, it wasn't Marta. No, but it was Brigitte. Brigitte. Brigitte was the fucking cool one. Yeah, she was the cool yeah, one. Yeah, it wasn't. There were spiders in her hair. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brigitte. Brigitte was the fucking cool one. No, I didn't. Um, with Marta was the second to was the, the like little, penultimate yeah, next one. To Gretel. And I for so for years, for years and years and years, it's like I'm going to be seven on Tuesday, and I want a pink parasol. parasol. And for years, I thought she went. I want a pink pair of socks. <laughs> I want to think Paris. You're a fucking moron. <laughs> yeah, it's like how I thought that chasing waterfalls was go go Jason waterfalls. What? Go go Jason. Waterfalls. Can I ask a personal question again? Did your parents pay for your education? Yes. Oh dear, it's always a shame when the parents are paid and the kid turns out not bright. It's the it's, worst. This is this is what I always say about private education. It's so funny. I once kept a hot cross bun in my room for ages so it went stale so I could throw it at a teacher. What the fuck? What the fuck was going on? My friend's a really good comedian. He's got a joke I'm going to butcher and I don't think he does it anymore. And it's about like, he went to private school and it's like, it's just parents are just like, what the fuck? Because it's like, you just look, you point at your child and go like, spend the thick end of a hundred grand on that what yeah. did it do bit of juggling end like, up in rehab <laughs> what did it do went to rehab got bit on the fanny by a pony what did it do talks to a microphone with people like thick end of a hundred grand absolutely worth every penny worth every don't regret a thing could have bought a house don't regret a thing it's a fucking mad concept such a risk isn't it to look at a child and go I think you're worth it like yeah yeah I'll do it I'll, I'll take that gamble on you and then you turn out whoopsie whoopsies oh shit they end up in, in treatment and getting bitten by a pony 
because and a lot of I'm it a but, chubby part of the cunt like absolutely <laughs> miserable <laughs> unpicking the trauma that I got from boarding school what they paid for <laughs> It shouldn't be so funny to me because it's so much money, but I just love it. It's fucking hilarious. Like whenever I'm on like a, so like in comedy, there's lots of people that went to like very expensive private schools. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll be like doing the same like weekend of gigs with them or same week of gigs. And I'll be like, oh God, we're doing the same thing and the amount of money that was spent to you. Like, you, you loser. This is so disappointing. Because your parents I feel bad for. Like they could have charged a yacht. Like that's mad. Oh my god, this has been absolutely this has been so fucking funny. Literally, I've really, got, I found it devastating. I've got I've got asthma and I can feel myself starting to wheeze. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go for a ciggy? Yeah. Okay, great, let's do that. Thank you for having me. This was fucking amazing. Thank you. Yay. Join me next week for a special solo episode. It's like an extended pocket. <laughs> If you or anyone you know is struggling or needs help with the issues discussed on Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends, please visit the podcast bio where you will find contact numbers with people readily available to give support. Please get in touch with your stories either at contact at whydoyouthink.com or on Instagram at emily underscore laying underscore UK. To have your story or your thank you letter read on the podcast, please put survivor story or thank you letter either at the top or in the subject line. We really want to hear from you. We don't care if it's a catastrophe story or a small win from your week, your favorite place, person or thing. We are here for all of it. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.